Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. It's the shank of the day on Wax 104.5 on a Wednesday morning. That's Kenny Chesney. I'm Bob. Jill is also here this morning as we take a look at the chores. We'll look at the uh, crops. We'll look at uh, cheese production, Australian dairy operations. They are shrinking in number, and that means Australian milk production is shrinking as well. And also, Jill, we're going to hear from our friend uh, Stephanie Hoff talk to some baker supply operation and what that means. What Give us a little overview on what that's going to be about. Well, she started out talking about going to the apple orchards, and the apple orchards are having a big bake sale as part of their draw to get people in. Oh, apple turnovers and apple fritters, and oh, they're delicious. And there's a shortage of some of the basic ingredients that people need to make their baking goods. Oh, well, okay. We'll hear about that, how serious that might be, this supply chain thing really goes. But more importantly, you know what today is? National Beer Day. I, I knew you'd know that of anybody. <laughs> National Beer Lovers Day. And so that is today. You know, that's kind of a dirty trick, having it on a Wednesday in the middle of the week. That should be on a Friday or a Saturday where people can go out and really love their beer all day and all night long. But uh, unfortunately, it's on a Wednesday. And you're not much of a beer fan, are you? I am not much of a beer fan. All right. You know. I did try something different up at the Minnesota State Fair. What'd you try? It was strawberry rhubarb beer. And how was that? It was. I good. love strawberries. I love rhubarb, but in beer, it w- it was good. I'm not one for the regular plain beer. I I've never developed a taste, but this had enough of the sweet part of it uh, that it was good. Good. Well, as long as they're making a product that uh, is selling, that's the main thing. But today is Beer Lovers Day. I uh, always remember when they came out with light beer, 
and all of a sudden, guys guys thought it was a diet drink, <laughs> and instead of drinking three or four regular beers, they drink 12 or 15 lights and think, oh, I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> you look at them today, and I don't think it worked, but uh, to each their own, National Beer Lovers Day, if, if uh, that's something you want to observe today. Do it smartly. Don't observe the day and drive. Let's just put it that way. We don't need any more of that. But, uh, again, today is National Beer Lovers Day. And uh, also something we'll share with you tomorrow. We haven't got all the final numbers yet on some of the recent state fairs and the final attendance numbers. I think it it shows that uh, people ready to get out and about as we look at some of those numbers. So we'll uh, check on some final numbers, uh, not all the fairs around us around our area, around the state of Wisconsin, have checked in, so we'll give them one more day to see about getting some final numbers, but I do know Wisconsin, Minnesota, big numbers, big numbers this year. We'll share that, but we'll give you some final numbers tomorrow. Hey, we've got uh, pretty good weather to look at, as we've uh, got a lot of hay down. Boy, oh boy, I was driving around yesterday. A lot of hay being put up, and rightly so. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, there's a little fog out there this morning. I think, Jill, you saw a little bit coming in? Just a little bit. All right, so be careful of that. It's not a massive fog out, but a little out there may uh, cause you to slow down a little bit. But otherwise, it'll be another, boy, we've had some beautiful days. Another beautiful day, 85, partly cloudy, down to 64 overnight. Tomorrow on Thursday, it looks like full sun and 86 Friday, 77 and partly cloudy, so get your hay up by Friday because it looks like Saturday we've got a chance of rain, maybe late Friday, and it's going to cool off only about 70 on both both Saturday and Sunday with that chance of rain on Saturday, and now it looks like just partly cloudy on Sunday. Monday, the same thing, partly cloudy, 73. It's very pleasant, 65 right now in Eau Claire, but it's only 52 down in the Black River Falls area. 65 degrees right now, a little fog out there. It'll get about 85 today. It's going to be another dandy. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Here's the news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. A record-setting heat wave in California is forcing officials to upgrade the energy emergency alert level. It was increased to the highest level of three, which is when rolling blackouts could be ordered. The blistering heat is putting a strain on the state's power grid, and residents are being asked to limit their electricity use. A document describing a foreign government's military defenses and nuclear capabilities is one of the documents found by FBI agents at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Mark Mayfield reports. According to the Washington Post, documents with details of top-secret U.S. operations were also seized, ones so closely guarded that many senior national security officials are kept in the dark about them. Such documents would require special clearances on a need-to-know basis and are kept under lock and key with a designated control officer to keep careful tabs on their location. The FBI has recovered more than 300 classified documents from Mar-a-Lago this year. I'm Mark Mayfield.
Trump-backed Republican Jeff Dill has won the GOP nomination for governor in Massachusetts. He will oppose Democratic nominee Maura Healey. Massachusetts marks the third blue state to have elected a Trump-endorsed politician in a high-profile race. Experts believe this could potentially doom the GOP's chances of winning. A man is going to prison for his role in last year's Capitol riot after he was turned in by his ex. Richard Machete was caught by authorities after he called his ex a moron. He'll spend nine months behind bars after he hurled the insult at his former partner because she didn't believe claims from former President Trump about the 2020 election being stolen. You're listening to NBC News Radio. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, Cameron Olson's solar panels have been working hard, and they're going to do more work the next couple of days. We're looking at partly cloudy conditions today. High going to be about 85, and then down to 64 tonight. Thursday, sun looks like full sun and 86 degrees. Friday, partly cloudy. Partly sunny, too. 77. Then a chance of rain on Saturday. Down to about 70. On Sunday, about 70. Partly cloudy. Monday, partly cloudy. About 73. So, boy, nice weather continues. 60 in Rice Lake this morning. Medford's at 55. Wausau, 57. Marshfield, 56. Black River Falls down to 52. La Crosse, 63. Over in Green Bay, it's 57. Down in Madison, a cool 54. Sun Prairie. Also at 54. Milwaukee at 66 this morning. And here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, a very pleasant 65. As we've got about 20 degrees to go today, the old convertible will be out today. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Uh, sale barn activity back in full swing after being closed down for Labor Day on Monday. So let's check some of the cash livestock, Jill. Choice fed beef steers are 136 to 148 with mixed at 120 to 135. Choice fed beef heifers are 137 to 147 with mixed at 119 to 136. Choice fed Holstein steers are 132 to 140 with select and silage fed steers 90 to 130. Cows are 74 to 96 with bulls at 80 to 105. Butcher hogs are 91 to 109 with sows at 60 to 75. Boars are 25 to 27. New crop market lambs are 110 to 117 and a half with feeder lambs at 140 to 245. Ewes are 50 to 130 with small goats at Fifty-five to two hundred dollars. Medium goats two hundred to two hundred three hundred fifty dollars. Large goats are two hundred thirty-five to three hundred ninety-five dollars. And nanny goats are one hundred to three hundred fifteen dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures were higher across the board yesterday. 
October live cattle closed 145.05. That was up a half a dollar. December live cattle 150.87 up 62. February 155.20 up 82. And April at 158.72. That was up 70 cents. Feeder cattle for September at 184.17 up 30. October at 186.10 up 115. November at 187.02 up 77. January 187.47 up 40. And March feeder cattle 189.42 at the close. That was up 32. Lean hog carcass contracts also higher. We have the October contract closing at 91.10. That's up $1.07. December at 83.50 up 80. February 87.07 up 37. And April at 91.47 up 32. Board of Trade, well, we had corn and wheat higher yesterday on dry weather forecast, but soybeans were lower. There's real COVID fears in China now, wondering about that market. And also, uh, October crude oil, if you're following that like I do, yesterday up 16 cents a barrel, sitting at 87.03. So quite a ways from $100 where we had been. So 87.03 is crude oil. Now, December corn overnight up a nickel, but as we said, uh, that's uh, still under $7. $6.81 a bushel this morning. Oats up a fraction at three eighty four. December wheat up 13 at eight forty three. November soybeans, after a down day yesterday, up a penny overnight, sitting on the November contract at thirteen ninety nine. October meal up three seventy a ton at $414.30. Barrel cheese up a cent and three quarters, one eighty seven and a half. The block cheese fell a half a cent to a dollar seventy six. Butter up another two cents yesterday at three twelve. Class three prices were mostly higher, although September was down eight cents at nineteen sixty seven. October was up fifteen at twenty oh nine. November up a penny at twenty seventy. December up seven at twenty ninety. January up a nickel at twenty seventy eight. And then looking at the uh, rest of the winter into uh, spring and summer, prices are mixed for Class 3 milk. Ten minutes after five at Wax, we'll get an update on the crops. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Labor Day's behind us, and a lot of people think, well, so is summer behind us. Not quite yet. Let's talk to Brad Matson, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative. And talk about the crop. Let's talk about alfalfa this morning, Brad. And still a pretty darn good week to make alfalfa. So uh, if you got some down, get it up before the weekend and you should be happy. There's a good crop out there. It's uh, looking really good. But with these, with this weather stays in this pattern, there's some there's some key tips that we want to make sure that we address to maintain me so we maintain that stand through the winter time so uh, we don't have a catastrophe next spring. Yeah, I would think we need to uh, get a little fall fertilization and uh, a little management on those alfalfa fields. Yeah, one of the biggest factors in influencing winter kill is the resting period or the winterization phase. And you need really about six weeks before the killing frost from your last harvest to the first of that killing frost, which typically in this region is about the 10th of October. So we're really starting to push that, that limit already. And then leaving that alone, because that that crop out there is going to catch more snow, keep our soil temperatures uh, warmer so that we don't run into that winter kill effect from if we get that soil temperature down into that 12, 13 degree range in the top two to four inches of the soil. That is the most important step. The second one is, as you mentioned before, Bob, is the 
fall fertilization, potassium being the big one. And usually you like to see, you know, if you have adequate potassium out there, um, we're going to have good starch management in that plant. It's also going to have uh, effect on keeping that plant a little warmer. You know, we like to see soil test levels where we have at least 160 parts per million, and those are getting far and few between out there now. So applying a level of uh, some potash out there after this last cutting out here in September uh, is going to really help you set up that plant for winter survival. Especially this year with the dry weather we've been having, the stresses, there's a lot of stress on these plants. And I'm seeing some plants or some stands kind of dissipating a little faster this year than they ought to have had done. So managing for those things, anything you can do to, you know, get another year of longevity out of that stand is going to be crucial. A lot of people don't raise alfalfa anymore. Our agriculture has changed a little bit with the dairy farm situation, Brad. But I think alfalfa is really an important crop when you look at the rotation nitrogen credits for when we're growing corn that's a a big deal oh it's huge you're talking and you know with a really good stand excess of 100 pounds of nitrogen credit one of the biggest factors though even besides the nitrogen is is what that root system done with that extensive taproot system it helped fracture a lot of hard pans soil compaction those things so we create a lot of great macro channels for the, the preceding corn crops and stuff like that to set deeper roots, basically to weatherize that, that corn crop because it can, or soybean crop, so it can get deeper root systems down, pull more water, take us through those dry spells that we have every summer. So here we are, 7th of September. Are you advising, if you got a crop out there this week, that's it, let it rest? <laughs> Get it off this week and leave it sit and don't get urged. Uh, after the killing frost, there's always that urge, oh, it's, there's too much stuff out there where it's, it's going to smother and winter kill. Rarely, unless you have a lot of grass out there, will it ever will it winter kill because of smothering. The alfalfa, those stems actually act as uh, tubes of basically to get more uh, air and oxygen down to the lower parts of the plant. So it really pays to leave it. And the old rule of thumb is whatever you take off after a October, you're going to lose it in first crop the next year. So get this hang done, wrap it up, put your uh, fall potash on, and uh, leave her alone from that point on. Brad Matson, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative. Again, you got that crop out there? Think about that alfalfa. Grass is a different thing. Grass will uh, lay over and smother, but the alfalfa stands pretty well in the winter. X is a snow fence, so again, uh, know the crops you're working with. Brad Matson and our Provision Partners Cooperative will take a look at the progress of the crops. We'll do that next here on Wax. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. Weak machines make strong headaches. The solution, the Vermeer 605N baler. This baler is big on durability and toughness with heavy-duty components, plus smart features like the available automatic pickup clutch and auto-loop greasing system helping extend the life of the machine. For toughness, meeting performance, you want the Vermeer 605N baler for tighter, denser, more uniform bales from start to finish. See the Vermeer 605N baler at Chili Implement in Chile, just west of Marshfield on 8th, then south on Y. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16 minutes after 5 o'clock. In case you're not a clock watcher and you're depending on us to tell you what time it is. It's also 65 degrees out there, about 20 degrees short of where we'll end up today. Yeah, 85, partly sunny. It should be a nice day. Jill, crops are 
getting close to the end. What's going on? Yeah, they are. And as I drive around, I'm seeing some of what we talk about every morning. So I'm maybe I'm paying more attention just from this job. Yeah, you should be. You have maybe you're having a good effect on me. <laughs> I don't know. You don't drink beer yet. So I got a little work to do. Hey, but you know what? There's more for you then. <laughs> that I don't need. So not a lot of rain fell last week across major growing areas in the country, but the corn and soybean crop hung in there. At the end of the growing season, as the end of the growing season nears, both crops were unchanged in condition ratings this week, according to the USDA's crop, weekly crop progress report. Corn is holding at 54% good to excellent, while soybeans are 57%. The report also shows 92% of the corn is in the dough stage, 63% has dented, and 15% of the crop is now mature. For soybeans, 94% of the plants are setting pods and 10% of the plants are dropping leaves with most stress on the beans being in the deep south. Here in Wisconsin, the corn and soybean crops look better than they did a week ago. The condition of the corn is up 2% from last week to 78% good to excellent as 86% of the crop is now in the dough stage and 44% of the plants have dented. Soybeans are 4% better than they were last week, and they're also rated 78% good to excellent, with 95% of the plants setting pods and 15% of the plants turning color. The oat harvest is now 91% finished across the state, while 27% of the fall potatoes have been picked. Farmers also have made 95% of their third crop hay and 52% of fourth crop. Topsoil moisture for this week is being called 86% adequate to surplus, 12% short, and 2% very short, down slightly from last week. And as we look at that uh, very short situation, northwest Wisconsin, 3% very short, north central, northeast, 1%, and uh, down in south central Wisconsin, it's 2% very short. So there are some areas that are uh, still a little dry. But, uh, again, we're in a whole lot better shape than they are in many other parts of the country. All you got to do is talk to folks in those parts of the countries, and they'll tell you how uh, how tough a shape they are in. But uh, for us, mostly mostly good. There are pockets of uh, some tough spots even around here. All right, we'll get an update on uh, other things going on in agriculture as we go along this morning. The Australian dairy industry is one of those. 65 degrees, a little fog out there, and again... We're going to find out as we get close to uh, apple season, getting out into the apple orchards. Well, maybe they're going to be short of donuts or apple turnovers, apple fritters. Lord forbid that would happen. We'll hear about that coming up next right here on Wax. Again, 65 degrees right now. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's getting to be that time of the year. The apple orchards will be opening their gates for folks to come out and pick your own and go through all the fun activities they've got there, including the pumpkin patches. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And besides the apples, uh, the baked goods, the apple turnovers and the donuts are out of this world. But Stephanie, get there early, huh? Oh, yeah. Get there early and bring a bigger wallet this year. You know, I'm holding out for those apple cider, apple cider donuts this year, too, for our apple orchards. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. 
Valley Bakers Cooperative, based in Greenville, supplies ingredients for those apple cider donuts, the pumpkin muffins, all the other baked goods that orchards and farm markets get this time of year. Kate Farrell works with more than 150 agribusinesses. She says those goods, the donuts, pies, and bread, can triple an orchard's business. But this year, it's looking a little different when it comes to the price and the ingredients due to shortages. Kate Farrell explains more. Well, Stephanie, there is a nationwide shortage of starch right now, which has affected a lot of other products. It's kind of a dominoes effect. We were able to get some instant clear gel in. You know, this is what folks use to make their pies and their fillings. Um, But this year has been extremely challenging to source ingredients. Valley stayed ahead um, by bringing in products early, uh, products and ingredients, and increasing our pipeline, finding new sources for our customers. So we've not stopped at, you know, sorry, we're out of that. We have found other solutions. Do you know why there's a nationwide starch shortage? Can you pinpoint the cause? I'm sorry, I'm not able to pinpoint you the cause, but I've worked with several of my customers to find other choices. They have maybe have to use different products that they haven't used before. Or before this, even when we knew about it, I had customers stocking, stocking up on supplies way ahead of time this year. Supply chain disruption, it's stemming from, oh, maybe it's a transportation issue. Maybe it's geopolitical, like the Russia-Ukraine situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's workforce shortages. Like, what are some of the things you're seeing from your suppliers that's causing issues? Yeah, it's all of that. It, I mean, Ukraine agriculture warns the country's winter grain planning can, is falling between 30 and 60% from a year ago without any state assistance. And... The, and the exports coming in, same for other exports from Ukraine. So, and then pricing across the board is higher this year on sugar and butter and flour. Anybody that's been to the grocery store has seen the effects of the higher, you know, higher pricing. And the orchard and farm markets, they just, they have to pass on the price increases to their customers or face compromising their own business. Everyone's facing the labor shortages. So, you know, you've got that. So then there's supplier issues that they can't run the full line. They can't run all the products that they used to run. So this everybody's coming up shorthanded. But as I said, we continue to find other sources and, you know, other products to push into the things that we're short on. Can you give us a sense of how much? The butter market's ridiculous. Oil, flour has gone up. Flour has gone up as much as $5 for a 50-pound bag of flour. Wheat prices continue. It's the oil prices. It's right across the board. And you know, and then you have to put the pies in a box or you put the donuts in a clamshell. Paperboard distributors have had three, four price increases since August of, of last summer. Yeah, it's just gone up like crazy. And so, yes, they have to, they have to, the cons- customer, the end user is going to see prices increasing. Otherwise, these, these places will go out of business. They don't increase their prices. Let's talk about some of the solutions that have been put in place adjustments in order you know to be a solution for this has it been Mm -hmm. well received by your customers absolutely yeah they absolutely have been you know adding new products to their um, mix um, whether it be breads you know they didn't they never made breads the year before now they're making artisan breads they might adding you know maybe we just offered an apple cookie but now we're going to offer four other cookies you know they're doing a cake rolls, you know, where they maybe didn't do cake rolls in the past. Perhaps they're offering a six-inch pie and a nine-inch pie. 
they're doing all sorts of new things this year. I I think it's great, you know, and they're just increasing their sales because of it. And how early in advance have your uh, agribusinesses been ordering and preparing for their busy season? I start working with orchards back in probably May. So I, I'll order, like a lot of them, it depends if they're opening Memorial Day weekend or if they're opening, a lot of, you know, some of them are opening now, right now in August, and some of orchards in Door County, you know, they're open all summer, they're open for more six months rather than the three months some of the other people are open. Orchards plan well, well in advance. That's the best way to do it. Your donut mixes, your packaging. I mean, packaging, you can then not have price increases in the middle of your season because you got all your packaging in before you needed it. And then they've got that in their warehouses. Most of them have room for something like packaging. Of course, you know, anything that's, you know, other products, they might pre-book it so they don't run out so that we bring in the products so that they have it when they need it. And as you said, doing things in advance is key, um, especially this year. So have oh, you yeah. or has Valley Co-op or your orchards maybe done things for further in advance this year compared to years past? Oh, definitely. I mean, with right now with the na- nationwide, there's driver shortages, higher fuel costs, um, which in turn delays in shipping and higher costs. So there was disruption in all the ports on the east and west coast. All the shortages have just been amplified. But the good news is Valley has been solid with our drivers and currently haven't had any disruptions in deliveries to our customer. You know, we're not exactly where we'd like to be with drivers, but we have additional drivers in current training right now. That has been a challenge for many many other companies. Now I want to go more to the to the orchard lens or the agribusiness lens. Mm-hmm. What's popular for them right now? What's new? Uh, what are you seeing in high demand from egg tourism? As you know, the famous apple cider donuts <laughs> every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you said you've been out to try some of those yummy apple cider donuts, right? I have a little too many every fall. (laughs) Well, the thing people may not know is each orchard is going to be different because they all use a variety of donut mixes. And then each orchard uses their own apple cider that they've pressed with their apples from their orchard. You can stop at several different orchards and you're going to get a different tasting apple cider donut at each and every one. What I'm trying to say is stop at them all, Stephanie, and just try different apple cider donuts. But besides that, like I said, they've offered turnovers, apple fritters, homemade pies, decadent cookies, artisan breads, muffins, cinnamon rolls, dessert breads, you name it. That's all add-on sales right to their bottom line. And again, I haven't been to an orchard where I haven't liked the apple fritters or apple cider donuts. Have you? I haven't been to one for a while. You haven't been to an orchard, apple orchard? No. You got apple trees of your own? Well, <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. That's a, that <laughs> happens. That happens. So, again, get out the apple orchards. We'll be opening up very soon and uh, enjoy it. They'll have product out there. Just uh, enjoy it. It's delicious. Hey, let's get markets. Rocky's going to join us next from over at Premier Livestock, 29 and a half after 5 o'clock. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's Wednesday morning already. Let's see what the sale barn activity has been so far this week. Rocky's over at Premier Livestock in Withy, and you like to take your kids to the apple orchards in the fall? Yep, we do every year. Kind of little tradition we got. So. Oh, that's good. Yep. Do, you, do you eat the uh, apple cider or the apple turnovers and the apple donuts and all that? 
You ain't got to ask that twice, do you? <laughs> oh, they're hard not to forget, I'll tell you. They are delicious. Oh, yeah, making me hungry. But we better go to work here. What's been happening over at the sale barn there this week? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up here at Premier. We sold 750 head of feeder cattle. Market was very strong. Most new crop beef calves from 160 to two dollars. Uh, we sold the fancy lightweights from two to two thirty. Heavier yearlings from 145 to 180. Holstein steers most weight, most classes from 120 to 160. Bred beef cows mostly from 900 to 1400. Beef breeding bulls topped at 21. 75. Uh, today, Wednesday, we got our dairy cattle auction featuring four complete herd dispersals. Three tie stall herds, one parlor free stall herd, uh, several reputation loads of parlor free stall cows, also a fancy consignment of brown Swiss cows and heifers. Uh, the heifers will be baby calves all the way up to Springers. Cows milking up to 100 pounds. As usual, we got a nice lineup of springing heifers. Uh, dairy cattle sell right at 11 o'clock a.m. Hay auctions at 9.30. Full listing at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, we're always looking for your calls. 715-229-2500. We are in the country every day looking at livestock. Uh, we do have several big herds of parlor freestall cows for sale. Uh, we also have some smaller tie stall herds available, and one herd being a nicer, bigger organic herd as well. Online bidding through Cattle USA, and that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. All right, sounds good, Rocky. Uh, good week to be on the road, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's great weather. Yeah, it really is, but uh, maybe a little rain on the weekend. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. We'll catch up with Mike and see what the weather looks like as uh, we get through the rest of this week. It looks pretty good. Weekend, maybe a question or two. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, let's check it out. Courtesy of Chippewa Valley Bean, that's our weather, of course. And Mike Dandry is over in the Skywarn 13 weather room. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good. Now, what you... Spent four years on active duty in the Marine Corps, right? Mm-hmm. Were you over? I mean, I'm just because it's, this TV is just overwhelmed with these Camp Lejeune things about the bad water. Were you ever headquartered, stationed there? I went there for uh, combat training uh, back in 2012, yeah. but uh, I think that was after all of that was resolved, and I was only there for a month. So, um, but in my time in the reserves, I would go there for like two week stints for my annual training. I went there. I want to say maybe actually two or three times, but it was always for, again, those two-week stints. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, after all of that seemingly was resolved. So I, I don't think I have any issues. Well, uh, well at least not related to that. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a bad situation. Well, I know in you, you probably didn't spend much time at the water tap on uh, Beer Lover's Day. You were probably at the PX <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. There was there was this place in uh, Camp Lejeune called Heroes, and uh, that was always a fun place to hang out. What was it called? Heroes. Heroes. Oh, and so you can have a beer there, huh? Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's Camp Lejeune. That's North Carolina. Around here, another good day for making, hey, good two or three yet, huh? Yeah, and uh, today is a summer shandy type day, too, because uh, it is uh, it is going to feel like summer because uh, we'll have temperatures into the mid-80s and uh, have a good bit of humidity to go along with it. But early this morning may have a little bit of dense fog, so certainly want to take your time on the roadways if you're heading out. Uh, but otherwise, as you said, great day to uh, to make hay tonight. 
partly cloudy, low to mid-60s for our lows. But Thursday, we'll have more sunshine, but it'll be pretty breezy with winds gusting up to 25 to 30 miles per hour at times. And by tomorrow night, still partly cloudy, low to mid-60s again. But Friday... That's when we start to cool off, and we have a chance at a couple showers with uh, temperatures into the upper 70s. Some of those showers carrying on into Friday night and even into early on Saturday. Much cooler, upper 60s and low 70s. Sunday, mostly sunny with upper 60s yet again. And some of our overnight lows may even get into the upper 40s uh, towards the weekend. And then by Monday and Tuesday, a slight warm-up, but still into the low 70s, which runs right along uh, where we should be for this time of year. But for now... We are looking at a temperature of 63 degrees in Eau Claire and just a couple clouds. Not really a bad morning. A little warmer, though. Yeah, a little fog in spots, huh? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And again, those are the places you may want to just take your time. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. All right, Bob. You have a good one. We'll do our best. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 looking at the weather on wax. We'll get some news, uh, lots of things on wax. Our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get some more news on this National Beer Lovers Day as we go into the newsroom this morning. And Morgan McCarthy is with us. You know, one thing about where you come from over in Boyce, they mm-hmm. don't need a special day, do they? No, they've been celebrating <laughs> 365, sometimes 24-7. I think all over Wisconsin, now, that's the celebration. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. It's, uh, you know, my dear departed mother, I used to get out and visit her, you know, and mm-hmm. she lived alone in a apartment all by herself, you know, in one of those senior places. Yeah. But uh, I go in there and she says, uh, I said, well, you want to split a beer? Yeah. I say, yeah, you bet. Let's split a beer. So I'd pour a couple glasses of beer. She'd drink that when we talk about, you want to split another one? Yeah, you do. That's mom, <laughs> she right? She never wanted to have a whole one, but she could have a couple. She'd split a couple with Well, you. <laughs> as my father says, I think uh, it goes right along with your mom's line of thinking. If you never completely empty the glass, you truly only ever have one. Boy, I like that philosophy. Yeah. That- yeah, you got to fill her up where, before it's gone. I know where your, your thought process comes from. A thinker. <laughs> so I do math. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Get smarter by the pint. There you go. What's going on? <laughs> from the 715 Newsroom, we're going to keep those headlines on tap here for us today. And that includes a statewide investigation as police continue to look for a person responsible for a stabbing in Sun Prairie. It happened yesterday morning as police say they found a victim after being called to a disturbance near Jones and West Main Streets about 3 a.m. Still unclear if that's where the stabbing happen. One of the victims expected to survive. The other has life-threatening injuries. Police say it doesn't look like the attacks were random, but the investigation and search for suspects continues across the state. Looking onto the political stage, President Biden wasn't the only speaker at Labor Fest in Milwaukee. The candidates for governor had their way and say as well, chiming in on both sides, and we'll show you different sides so you can decide. Incoming Governor uh, Tony Evers touting his track record for working people in Wisconsin. Here's what that sounds like. I made union trades essential during the pandemic because I knew that Wisconsin union unions would keep our workers safe 
and get the job done. Across the aisle and on the other side of the ticket, Republican challenger Tim Michaels says his vision offers a stark contrast to Evers' record, saying... Our average annual wage at Michaels Corporation is $97,000. And on top of that, there's great benefits, great health care. That is taking care of people. That's what people want today. Evers leads Michaels in the latest Marquette University Law School poll, 45% to 43%. The election, of course, coming up November 8th. Well, looking into some other headlines and nearer to us, if you've been cranking your neck near campus wondering what's happening, we can tell you that demolition is underway and it'll be down with Putnam and in with a new health and sciences building on campus. Putnam is demolished and the crews will then move on to Catherine Thomas Hall in the coming weeks as construction of the new science building is set to begin winter 2024, slated to open fall of 2026. Continuing with projects that take us to Cardinal Country, a historic bridge in Chippewa County is coming down. Crews began dismantling part of the Coban Bridge between Jim Falls and Cornell yesterday. The eastern truss was taken down first, followed by cleanup, and then the west side taken down. As the new bridge is expected to be completed by October of 2023, we'll have an increased width and stability. And if you've been watching and keeping up with the Brewers, you know last night wasn't exactly a highlight reel. Of course, the Rockies topped the Brewers 10-7 and 10 in. Innings. Managers saying they just weren't able to get that job done in extra innings. You know, it, it's like a tie. It's a tie game with a man on second. It's and so you gotta you gotta work your way out of it. Um, unfortunately, we weren't, weren't able to do that. That's the reason we celebrate Beer Day here in Wisconsin. Sometimes, right? We send you back to the barn and off of the bar still with Bob Jill in the Midwest Farm Show on Wax one hundred four point five. Boy, the way things have gone for Craig Council, the Brewers manager, the last month. I would imagine he might be celebrating big time today, National Beer Day. Okay, I think he might have a cooler with more than just sandwiches packed <laughs> there with him in the dugout, right? Boy, I think so. Thanks, Morgan. <laughs> Anytime, Bob. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom as we've got uh, news, farm news, markets to take a look at right here on Wax. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. On Saturday, September 10th at noon, Christensen Sales will handle the personal property and real estate auction for the Rudy Yeager Estate. And you go out of Gilman on 73 to Babbitt Avenue, then a quarter mile east. At location number one, it'll be buildings and 80 acres of land offered in parcels. Location number two on Badger Lane in the Gilman area, also offered in parcels. You can get a look at open house on Saturday, August 27th from 1030 until noon. That's for the Rudy Yeager Estate Sale in the Gilman area. Saturday, September 10th at noon from Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, I've never hit a deer, but I come close. The other day, I was driving down towards Fall Creek on Highway 12 and had my little convertible out, and uh, I'm paying attention down, oh, the this side of the restaurant there, coming out of Fall Creek where the, where the black cattle are in the pasture there. You know where I'm at. And I was driving, not paying much attention to much other than the road and looking around. And all of a sudden, out of the left ditch, as I was going towards Fall Creek, out of the left ditch, here comes a buck. And he's going to smack me. I have no chance. And I swerved and went onto the gravel. And that deer literally jumped over my car. And I'm in a convertible. So I'm looking up. And here goes a deer right over the top of me. I've never, I'm telling you, I can't believe that that happened. I've never had that close a call before. And I'm thought, how lucky am I that that deer jumped? And I mean, that deer set a new record. I think he jumped across about two lanes of traffic. Wow. 
So deer are out there, so do be careful, and hopefully you're lucky like I am and not like Jill because uh, I know she's <laughs> having some challenges, but uh, wow, those deer are something else. Well, Jill, uh, let's uh, take a look at some more farm news before we get to markets. Well, let's take a look at the cheese production across the state, and the country continues to be at about normal levels. In July, national production hit 1.15 billion pounds, slightly above both last July and this past June. In Wisconsin, cheese production in July reached 289.7 million pounds, up from June, but about 4 million pounds less than last July. California continues to sit in second place in this cheese production, about 82 million pounds less than Wisconsin in July, with Idaho now number three and New Mexico number four in cheese production, but both are under 100 million pounds a month. Let's take a look at Australian dairy farmers are getting close to drying up their cows for their winter break from milking. As they do that, they're reporting about 200, <laughs> their report, <laughs> they're reporting for their 2022 milk production was down over 4% for the year. Observers say there are a couple re- major reasons for the drop. One is that Australian dairy farmers continue to get out of the business because of the cost price relationship and the lack of workers to help on their dairy sheds. Other dairy farmers are staying on their farms but are changing them to less labor-intensive livestock operations like beef farms. So again, uh, their seasons are reversed down there and and uh, they shut them down for a while. It's uh, tough, tough to deal with down there, I guess. 13 minutes before 6 o'clock and uh, we've got some markets to get to. It's 63 degrees right now. We'll get about 85 today. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 63 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay from Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers a dollar twenty to a dollar forty four. We had a top of a dollar forty six. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers a dollar eighteen to a dollar forty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar thirty to a dollar forty. We had a top of a dollar forty four. Choice Holstein steers a dollar eighteen to a dollar twenty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar seventeen and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from seventy six to eighty nine. We had a top of ninety fifty. 60% of the cows sold from 57 to 75. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 56 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1.15. We had a top of $1.19. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cold bulls sold from 85 to $1.02. We had a top of $1.85. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 45 to $150 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $45 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $260 per head. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, September 9th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hi, Mark Marcus. we got to go to Jerry Fitzgerald before he blows up about that Brewer game last night. You don't like councils managing, huh? Well, good morning to you, Bob. No, I don't. That's, we'll leave it at that because uh, 
But anyway, we have uh, a little ditty. I, a guy told me the other day, we were talking about, uh, of course you guys are talking about National Beer Day, but one guy told me the other day, he says, you know, this, uh, beer is actually Beer is actually cheaper than gas now, so I guess we're just going to drink and don't drive. There you go. Well, that's a good theory to have. Drink, but don't drive. Good idea. Well, we're going to put you to work right now. What's happening over to the Stratford Barn this week? All right, Bob, thank you, and uh, good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Tuesday, here at Equity Stratford as we get started up this week after the uh, after the Labor Day holiday. And we'll start out with the uh, market auction yesterday on the uh, on the market cows, conventional-type market cows yesterday. High-yielding, fleshy Holstein and uh, TMR-fed cows yesterday, selling from 76 up to the top of 91. Uh, most of the cows yesterday, your average cows are selling from 55 to 75, and these thin cows like carcass cows, those are below 55. And on the bull trade yesterday, a better quality bulls this week are selling so far from ninety five to a dollar ten. Lighter weight bulls below ninety. And we'll have an update on the Fed cattle. Most of those will be sold this morning. On the calf market yesterday, big run of calves here yesterday at Stratford. Uh, good quality bull calves weighing ninety two hundred and thirty pounds, selling mostly from seventy to one forty five. Uh, fairly limited demand on those heifer calves, forty dollars and below. Continued very good demand on those beef calves, one seventy five to three fifty on the Black calves topped yesterday at 3.70. And we are at Wednesday already. It doesn't seem like it, but it is. It's Wednesday, so we'll get underway this morning, bright and early, around 10 o'clock. We'll sell market cattle today and fed cattle, as I mentioned, along with the bulls. Sheep, hogs, and goats also today. Baby calves. Feeder cattle sale today, uh, along with the bread beef cows. That will be a noontime start and on, the, on the feeder sale. And don't forget our regular auction tomorrow, 11 o'clock start time. Market cattle, baby calves, along with fed cattle and market bulls. That will all be tomorrow. So, Bob, uh, the week continues here, and uh, all you folks out there are uh, busy. We've got hay on the agenda today, so do take time out on our National Beer Day. So, uh, And I'm sure uh, you'll probably have a cold one tonight sometime, huh? Oh, you never know. Might have one. Some good Wisconsin cheese and sausage and a beer. Nothing wrong with that about uh, supper time, just before supper. So we might. Hey, are you done tractor and pulling up for the summer or not? Uh I believe I am, but there are some additional oh, yeah. tractor uh, around. But uh, like, uh, I would like to go to a couple just to be a spectator, you know. Yeah, but I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's uh, it's fun just to sit and sit and watch. Hey, whatever you do, have a good one today. We'll talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob, and stay away from them deer. Yeah, I will do that. That is for sure. Deer, yes. Beer, maybe not. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. And our market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland. And uh, let's take a look at uh, the Board of Trade. Yesterday, the Board of Trade had corn and wheat higher on dry weather forecast. Beans, soybeans lower. That COVID concern in China and what's going to happen with their demand. Overnight, December corn was up another nickel, 681 a bushel. Oats sitting at 384 this morning. December wheat up 13 at 843. November beans up a penny. 1399 meal up 370 a ton for October at $414.30 taking a look at the country elevators this morning wheat and grain Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location corns at 676 with soybeans at 13898 all right and on our DTN screen gold and plump the corn is at 693 in Baldwin corn 621 beans at 1320 Duran 610 and 1310 Mondovi corn 615 beans 1320 at Elmwood 621 and 1325 Fall Creek corn at 605 soybeans 1295 Osseo 625 on the corn 
beans of thirteen twenty-five. Elk Mound six fifty and thirteen thirty-five. Sparta has their corn also at six fifty a bushel. Beans at thirteen forty-two. Ellsworth six dollars for corn, twelve ninety-five on the soybeans. Ethanol plants Boysfield corn at six eighty-two. Stanley six thirty-four. New Richmond at six thirty-two. Barrel cheese up a cent and three quarters, one eighty-seven and a half. Blocks down a half at one seventy-six. Double A butter up two at three twelve. September class three down eight at nineteen sixty-seven. October up fifteen at twenty oh nine. November up a penny at twenty seventy. December up seven at twenty ninety. January up a nickel at twenty seventy-eight. And that's uh, the way the markets look, courtesy of Synergy Co-op. Weather looks good. Eighty-five, partly cloudy today, partly sunny. We're going to have 63 right now, going up to 85 today. Enjoy it. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.